Hello and welcome to Astros Blaine, where we use Indian astrology to examine the lives of the famous and the infamous. I'm Charles, your friendly neighborhood astrologer, and there was supposed to be an episode yesterday. Technical difficulties prevented me from uploading it, but that's actually a good thing because I decided I didn't really like the structure of that episode. And so I am redoing it, and with the grahas on my side, I will also do another episode a little bit later. So be on the lookout for that. Without further ado, Astros Blaine proudly presents the birth charts of Prince, Paris, and Prince II, the children of Michael Jackson. Why them? It's a long story and I'm not going to bore you with it. Suffice it to say, I have decided that for as long as it's practicable, I'm going to devote a different episode to a different graha each day according to that graha's day of the week. Yesterday was Tuesday. Tuesday is Mars's day. A funny little series of coincidences led me to discover that all three of the Jackson children have very interesting Marses, and so, Mars, this is for you. Astrology chart. We begin this whirlwind tour of the King of Pops progeny with a look at the chart of Prince Michael Jackson, born February 13th, 1997, at 1.17 a.m. in Los Angeles. And, you know, I mean, there's a, a lot, I suppose, I could say about this chart, but what I want to focus on in all three of these charts is the extent to which each of them describes not just their relationship with their father, but the life of their father itself. Now, as you may remember, to analyze a person's father in the chart, we're interested primarily in the person's ninth house, the lord of the ninth house, and the son. So let's start with the ninth house. The ninth house is a strong house. It's a very strong ninth house uh, because all three benefic planets, Jupiter, Venus, and Mercury, aspect it. It's true that all three of those benefics are in Capricorn, the sign of Jupiter's debilitation, but it is still a very good thing to have those planets and exclusively those planets aspect a house. It is also interesting that Jupiter is the planet of creativity. Venus is the planet of the arts. Jupiter and Venus together form a not especially impressive Dharma Karma Adipati Yoga. It's kind of one of the weakest ones you can have, but it's still there. And on top of that, Venus, Jupiter, and Mercury are in a nakshatra called Shravana. And Shravana nakshatra is one of a class of nakshatras that are all, in one way or another, linked to musical ability, ability in the performing arts. So it's not surprising that planets in this music-y kind of nakshatra, all of whom are benefic, two of whom are associated with creativity, should aspect the ninth house of somebody whose father was the king of pop. So taking this ninth house as the ascendant, we get a retrograde Mars in the third house with Rahu and Ketu aspected by Saturn. 
That's not good. There is no benefic influence on that house. However, the third house is the house of siblings. And with this Mars in this house, we get a Mars that is very strong, who would own the fifth house and the ninth house, and who would be aspecting the lord of the first house. That's the Phil Spector yoga. So from the house representing Prince Michael's father, we get a classic Phil Spector yoga, uh, which can make a person big, big, big. With the caveat that, you know, it's two planets that make up this, this yoga, and the dasha of one planet will raise you up, and the dasha of the other planet will bring you down. And it is interesting that we've got this very strong planet in the third house, the house of siblings, also the planet of siblings. And that planet is one of the two planets that forms this powerful yoga in the third house, the house of siblings, yada, 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 the Jackson Five. And then if we look at Prince Michael's Amsha charts, specifically if we look at his 12th Amsha chart, which is the Amsha that looks at your relationship with your parents, we see an example of a principle that I think I mentioned at some point in the past. And the principle is this. In the Amsha charts, if you have a planet that represents a person in the ascendant of an Amsha that represents your relationship with that person, that is very bad news for that person. In the Amsha chart that deals with parents, we have the son, the planet that represents the father, in the ascendant. And wouldn't you know it, Michael Jackson died in Prince Michael's son dasha. Specifically, the moon bukti of his son dasha. Son represents the father. Moon, lord of the ninth house. Let's move on. Next, we've got Paris Jackson, born April 3rd, 1998 at 6.26 a.m., Aries Ascendant. So again, another Jackson child whose first house is ruled by Mars. Ascendant. So, ninth house, ninth lord, sun. This ninth house is not as strong as the ninth house of Prince Michael. Paris has a nice moon, nice enough moon, and that's aspecting the ninth house. Okay. Unfortunately, Saturn is aspecting the ninth house as well, and this Saturn is unhappy. He's sitting in the twelfth house, which is not a good house. He's with Mars. He's with his enemy, the sun. He's with Mercury, and you know, Mercury is Saturn's friend, and Mercury is retrograde in this chart, meaning that Mercury is strong. However, Mars, Mercury, Saturn, and the Sun are all in the sign of Pisces, and Mercury in Pisces is debilitated. Somebody stop me. And so imagine how Saturn must feel. He's in a lousy house with two of his worst enemies. And his friend, who's swell, but, you know, who's kind of awkward and has body odor. We can all empathize, right? I mean, I can, I can almost hear him saying, it, 
course, there's always more to Saturn than meets the eye. Saturn is in Pisces. Jupiter is right next door in Aquarius. Jupiter owns Pisces. Saturn owns Aquarius, which means that Jupiter and Saturn are in a Parivartana. This is interesting because Jupiter is the lord of Paris Jackson's ninth house. So we are very interested in what this Jupiter is doing in this chart. And what it is doing is, in addition to owning the ninth house, the house of the father, and sitting in the house of gains and status, and sitting there with Venus, so this is a pretty good 11th house, Jupiter is also owning the house of loss and seclusion. With that alone, you can see how these themes, fatherhood, status, loss and seclusion all sort of blend when we think about what Paris's relationship with her father must have been like. On top of that, Jupiter and Saturn are, you know, doing their little paribart in a dance. So that just furthers inter that just further intermingles this question of gains and loss. And to put the cherry on top of that metaphor Sunday, the sun, the planet that represents the father, is in the twelfth house with Saturn, his mortal enemy. And if we rotate the chart and use Paris's ninth house as a stand-in ascendant for Michael Jackson, then we have all that 12th house drama that I talked about, all that goes to the fourth house. And it's interesting because we know that a lot of these themes that we would expect to see in Paris Jackson's life regarding 12th house issues were present in Michael Jackson's family of origin which is, of course, what the fourth house represents. I mean, Sun and Saturn is like ground zero for daddy issues, and you know, we all know what Joe Jackson was about. And, you know, if four planets are going to occupy a house, and a bad house at that, you would not want this combination. Mars, Mercury, Saturn, Sun. The Saturn and Sun are mutual enemies. Mars hates Mercury. The Mars is one of Saturn's enemies. So what you get from this fourth house is tension, a feeling of being overshadowed by the father, and possibly not the greatest relationship with the siblings. There's a saving grace regarding the dynamic with siblings that we're not going to get into right now. But as bad as that fourth house is, it contains planets that form a pretty good Dharma Karma Adipati Yoga. And it is, of course, from his family of origin that Michael Jackson rose to prominence. And to wrap it up, Jupiter, as I mentioned, is the lord of Paris's ninth house, and it was in Jupiter Ketu that Paris's father passed away. And last, we have the person who, until very recently, I thought was actually named Blanket, but actually his name is Prince Michael Jackson II, because that's not confusing. Blanket is just something his father called him. And apparently, the person that I'm, I keep wanting to call Blanket, even though that is not his name, has recently said that he would rather you not call him Blanket. He would rather you call him, I think it is pronounced B-G. It's spelled B-I-G-I. And I mean, you know, to each his own. I just feel like if I were the namesake of the King of Pop, I would run with that and avoid any kind of weird association with the Bee Gees. And I say that as somebody who has nothing but love for Saturday Night Fever. And lest I forget, see, I, I keep wanting to say blanket. 
Prince Michael Jackson II, known hereafter as child number three, has a Virgo ascendant. Virgo is definitely not ruled by Mars. However, child number three's ascendant is in the nakshatra of Chitra, which in addition to being the nakshatra of my sister, hello sister dear, is owned by Mars. Child number three's moon is in another one of Mars's nakshatras. This one is called Mirgashirsha. And Mars is sitting in Aries, his own sign, in the eighth house. So Mars is definitely here. He's flying under the radar, but... Shlesha. Ninth house, ninth lord, sun. Ninth house has exclusively malefic influence. Saturn is there, Rahu is there, aspected by Ketu. That's not great. Ninth Lord is Venus. Venus is in the sixth house. Not good. Venus is sitting with the sun. Not good because the sun is one of Venus's enemies. Venus is aspected by Saturn. And Venus, by being in Aquarius, and Saturn, by being in Taurus, are forming a Parivartana Yoga. So the influence on this Venus is considerable and undeniable. And there's a whole lot that we can say about what happens when Saturn has this sort of disproportionate impact on Venus. But for me, the main event, at least for our purposes today, looking at the ninth house, is Saturn aspecting the sun and Saturn owning the house where the sun sits. It cannot be overstated. Saturn and the sun are bitter enemies. But here's what I find fascinating. I mean, I find all of these charts fascinating, but here's what I find particularly fascinating, almost to the point of being poetic. The sun owns child number three's 12th house. And the 12th house, if you've listened to enough of my episodes, you probably feel like the 12th house is just this sort of weird hodgepodge of things, like there's no rhyme or reason to it. Because the 12th house is hospitals, the 12th house is prisons, the 12th house is bedroom pleasures, the 12th house is mental hospitals, the 12th house is foreign people in foreign places. And it at first glance, it might not look like these things have anything in common, but there is a common thread here, and it is 100% relevant to the chart under discussion. The 12th house, in a nutshell, is things and people that are kept away, either because they want to be hidden away, like bedroom pleasures, except for those of us who like to be watched, or Put, a, put away against their will, like people in prisons or people who are you know, sick at hospital or people in mental institutions. And so we've got Saturn aspecting the sun, the sun owning the house of things that are, are kept hidden. And why do we call Blanket Blanket? And I, I just call him Blanket, even though he just told me to call him Fiji or whatever. Because we all remember that horrifying image of Michael Jackson dangling this child over a balcony. I mean, what, what, I mean, what was that if not quite literally the father 
holding his child at arm's length, which is literally the son's relationship with the planet Saturn. All the while covering the child with a blanket, which is, I mean, 12th house to the nth degree. And to top it all off, one, so Saturn has a bunch of names. Like he's got more names than Jefferson Airplane. But one of those names translates to the sun of shadow or the sun of shade. I'm just saying that in that one image of Michael Jackson dangling his kid over a balcony with a blanket over his head is like the perfect encapsulation of everything that is going on with this Saturn, this sun, and this 12th house. And the king of pop passed away during Bee Gees, Rahu Dasha, and what, what do we have here? Rahu in the ninth house, the house of, say it with me, the father. Rahu who not only occupies the ninth house, but who shares the ninth house with Saturn. Rahu, whose classification literally means shadow planet. Rahu, who hates the sun and is determined to eclipse the sun, to blot it out from view whenever possible because the sun and the moon told Vishnu, hey, this demon isn't supposed to be here, and so Rahu got his head cut off. So can we really be surprised that it's the Rahu Dasha that coincides with the time that the King of Pop transitioned? I just love those ominous interludes, and yet I use them so infrequently. It's enough to make me want to start a brand new podcast, Astro Mysteries. The only thing is, I have no idea what that would look like. I mean, this show is called Astrosplained because I explain things, or at least I try to. If I turn around and say, hey, you're on your own, what would that make me? Certainly not your friendly neighborhood astrologer, and I could not have that. Anyhow, you know the drill. Astrosplained at gmail.com for questions or episode suggestions. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and check out www.astrosplained.com. It's Wednesday night here, and I do not want to imagine what Mercury might do if I do not get his episode out tonight. So off I go. I'm Charles. Thank you, as always, for listening to Astrosplained. Astrosplained.